Galimera, galispera, gali nikta, no matter where in this wild, wacky and sometimes wonderful world you may be, you may be. Thank you for making the Highbury squad part of your day. One game to go, people. A couple of massive games to go. We've got some brilliant guests this evening. It's a new week, blank canvas. Let's paint pictures. Let's tell stories. <laughs> Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Already being told off by the squaddies that I didn't do the salute. You guys know the salute only comes when Super Kevin acts it. So here we go, joining me once again at Squad Central, my podcast brother from another mother, Mr. Super Kev. Super Kevin Campbell. Squaddies, Monday Madness, at ease, let's go. At ease indeed, let's go. We've got a very special guest uh, to kick off the show with us this evening. I've been trying to get this fella on for a while now. Um, former Luton Town Manager, Cheltenham Manager and Torquay United knows exactly what this bubble of being in the playoffs is all about. Welcome to Squad Central. It's his first appearance, Mr. Paul Buckle. Bosh! Cheers, Sophie. Cheers, Kev. Great to be on. Oh, you're welcome, Paul. It's great to have you here. I just want to read this a little bit because just so you guys get a sense of it, we're going to get to Arsenal a little bit later. We've got Nick Ramsdale coming on live as well today. So stick with us here. Uh, lovely football conversation to kick off the week this fine Monday. And you know and I know how much we love the playoffs. So a few of you have written to me because you want us to talk about it as well. Uh, so here we are with Paul. Um, now, Paul, you're going to correct me on my stats and facts here, right? You took uh, Torquay to the conference final in 2009 and won after losing the semis the year before. Torquay League Two final in 2011. You lost to Stevenage, who were managed by uh, Graham West, um, who, Wesley. yeah, Wesley. okay, Graham Wesley, yeah. Um, and then Luton, which is in five weeks, I think, when you join them, you kind of turn them around in a very short space of time. Uh, you took them to the conference final in 2012, scored first. Lost 2-1 and six months later, after Luton got to the fifth round of the FA Cup, um, you had to leave because you moved to these grand United States. Um, did I get it all right? Was I bang on? Well said, yeah. You're making me feel <laughs> tired just going through that. Yeah, well said. <laughs> well, listen, Paul, you've been there, especially I wanted to start off with the Luton story in particular because talk about a club. I remember watching Luton at Kenilworth Road on AstroTurf back in the day, where the ball literally used to bounce and I think end up at Luton Airport. Um, what does it mean to kind of be in this moment as a manager? How do you how do you kind of go through this process before such a massive game like this for a club? Well, yeah, Luton is a huge club. I mean, I managed it in the in the conference, but it always operated as a as a championship club and I was told that when I took the job, Gary Sweet said to me, you know, we, we, we're going to operate as a championship club because that's where we intend to go back to, you know, pretty quickly. So I couldn't quite do it in, in my tenure. You're right. We did turn it around. We, we got into the playoffs, um, big ask and actually then went up against Wrexham who had finished probably 18 points ahead of us. Um, and, 
we we played so well at home. I mean, so well. We we was on a high. I think they was on a on a low from just missing out. You know, we we've seen this happen so many times. The team in form and um, being a new manager coming in as well, I, I think helped. I mean, Gary Brabbit had just missed out himself on penalties the year before, um, and yeah, it, it went well. We we got an early goal away with three nil up. <laughs> they came back to three two and. That picture there is me at the end, you know, with relief, massive relief, I think is that the thing is trying to not change anything in answer to your question. You want to go into the game, focus on the game. I found the semi-finals easier, should I say, than the finals. You know, I've lost finals, um, three out of four, actually. Um, but the semi-finals, the two games, you get a good look at the opposition. You you know what you've got to do in that second game. Um, but... The, the final is completely different, especially being Wembley. I mean, we had 30,000 Luton fans um, at Wembley. You get to go on the Thursday or the Friday to show the players, which is beneficial. But still, when it's when it's packed out, um, it's unbelievable. And to score after, I think Andre Gray scored after a minute, I, I, I say now to some coaches when they ask me about finals, I said, the only thing I think I didn't plan for was to score score after a minute. And it was a brilliant goal. It was reflective wow. about we'd been playing one and two touch passing and, and Dre just slid in the corner. But then after that, um, trying to get your message on is very difficult. I mean, Kevin's played in front of a lot of people. Um, but in Wembley, I mean, trying to get your message on is very difficult. So... So yeah, but um, it's it's a challenging time for for a manager, and the space between the semis and the final is mm. you know quite a lot. It's a chunk, isn't it? It's a chunk of time. It is, Kevin. Yes, yes. Wow. I, how do you deal with that chunk of time then? And you just you know what kind of what you just said in terms of the preparation of an early goal. These are the things that fans just love to know, and that fly on the wall, Paul, is because. You know, some fans will say, well, a, a team, a manager prepares for everything. But sometimes with the, uh, we saw it with our team, Arsenal, smacked in the mouth by Southampton, smacked in the mouth by a couple of teams early. And in some cases, we couldn't recover from that. How, how, do, you, how do you deal with, before you even get to that moment, that gap in between, like you said, that week, keeping the players fresh and their minds, you know, on it as, it, as they should be? Uh, it's, it's not easy. Um... The, the Torquay one was interesting because we'd lost in the in the semi-finals the year before um, to our arch-rivals, a club I'd just left. i just left Exeter where I was assistant manager um, to Paul Tisdale and took the job down the road at Torquay, a former club of mine. And, you know, 3-1 up. 3-1 up with 20 minutes to go in the second leg, lost 5-3. It was it's just gut-wrenching. Wow. And everything they hit went in. And that's the truth. I would never, ever... Um, you know, make excuses, but it really did. It was their time, and I realised that. But but the next year, uh, we then got to the, the trophy final a few weeks later, and we had suits, we had, you know, all the stuff that you do for Wembley. The following year, when we beat Histon, 2-0 at home, and then they got one early there, but we held on 2-1. Colin Lee, who was who was mm. uh, director of football at the time, Kevin would remember Colin, mm. yeah. um, he said, are we going to go with the suits? To Wembley, Paul. <laughs> and uh, I said, I don't think so, no. We're going to go to win. We're going to go to win. 
Um, and that was the only thing in my mind. And straight after the that Histon match, the cameras at the time, I think it was Satanta, they brought the cameras in and all that, you know, to and, and I didn't want any celebrating. I just I just felt I didn't want any celebrating because we hadn't done anything. And I've watched the playoffs with teams celebrating, and I don't think there's any right and wrong, I'm not saying it, but I just didn't want that. I wanted total focus and and yeah, we ended up going up going to Wembley in our old uh, the, the tracksuits that we've been wearing all season, which were battered by then. Um, and I think that did help. I think that helped um, the gap the gap in between the training. You, you're dependent on sports science guys to mm. work back, you know, giving the right amount of rest. But you're still, for the players, their mindsets, and we, we, we've been players, Kevin, you know, you, you're going to play at Wembley. It's a dream for, for players. So trying to keep that focus in training and probably they don't want to get hurt in training and i always like my teams to really go up go at it in training um you know take that into the game so um yeah you just try and keep it as normal as you can but i started that prep literally after um after we won that semi-final because you just don't want to lose at wembley yeah woof. we've seen some tough ones haven't we um at Wembley, you know, and it's it's just the most fun. They call it the most expensive game, Super Kev, the playoff game to get into the Premier League. And we've got, you know, two teams. Everyone wanted the sexy final, didn't they? Newcastle versus Sunderland and that, sorry, not Newcastle, Middlesbrough versus Sunderland. That didn't happen. Coventry City also, an old first division team that I, I used to love their kit. They, you know, yeah. Coventry always had the cool kits and... You know, Luton, what, what do you make of it, Kev? These two teams going at it. Sometimes the sexy tie isn't the best tie, is it? I think this is a return to the old school. Um, Luton have been there or thereabouts for such a long time. They've had a, a roller coaster of a ride. Um, some good managers have, have helped them to get to where they were. But I think they just needed a little extra push. And, um, you know, they've done great to get into the play They were playoff team last year. And it didn't look like they were going to be a playoff team this year. And, they, and then they new manager came in and they took over. Obviously, um, the, the, the manager went to – the previous manager went to Southampton. New manager took over. And they, he, he kind of refocused them and they've done well. And I'll be honest with you, Mark Robbins at Coventry has been doing a decent job. Amazing. But at times they look like, you know – it looked like, at times, I'll be honest with you, it looked like they had the flip-flops on. And then all of a sudden, you hit a little bit of form and you win a couple of games and you're back on the, you're back on the horse again and you get into the playoffs and you think, yeah, you think Middlesbrough will beat Coventry, but no. That, the, playoff, the playoff semifinals are so, so tough to get through, as Paul alluded to, and it, it really is anybody's game. This is going to be a really interesting game mm. because both of these teams have been been along that roller coaster, been up, been down. Coventry is still renting the ground, and you know Luton have been through their tough times. So whoever goes through and wins it, Sophie. Sorry, we lost Paul there. Whoever goes through and wins it, so it's going to be such a great success story. Yeah, really. I I, I, to I totally uh, totally agree. We just lost you there for a second, Paul. Um, Chef, uh, so so Coventry Luton, Paul. What what do you think? What do you make of this? And you, are you are you more intrigued about this than the sexy tie? Do you think 
the two teams that deserve to be there. The playoffs sometimes works in mysterious ways. In US sports, we're really used to that. Um, but sometimes the better team doesn't get to the final. How's it shaked this time? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with Kevin. I think that before I got cut off, that Loon have had a lot to contend with uh, this year. And, and getting to the playoffs last year, a lot of keeping the squad together, having that experience, that togetherness, you know, that Noel, I, I really think they're going to do it. Um, that was some performance in the semi-final, by the way, against Sunderland. You know, that was a, to come from a goal behind Kenilworth packed out Kenilworth Road, which is one of the best places to play, you know, in that stadium when the fans get behind you. Um, and I think losing the manager and the new manager coming in and doing so well, it's just, it's given them an extra lift, even from like Nathan, who did a great job. Uh, Rob's done amazing. Um, he's had a fresh start. Um, and it just seems the chemistry... They've chosen very well, very, very well. And I think Lewin are going to do it. Although, you know, Mark Robbins, look at the continuity that's there. Um, it's proven it again, if you stick with the managers, that you do have a chance. And they are very smart before the playoff game, giving him a new deal and making that public, mm -hmm. sell everyone down and um, give him all the confidence that he needs. And they'll be hard to break down. I think Luton maybe will have to be patient. I think... They went guns blazing and it worked at Kenilworth Road. But I do think Luton have all the tools to do it. I think they're physically good. They keep the ball well. They can score goals. But again, Wembley is a different place and you can run out of legs at Wembley um, as well. So sometimes a team that sits off and waits for the opposition, parks the bus a little bit, can then kick on later in the game. So it'll be a fascinating game, but I do I do hope and I think that Luton will win. Paul, you know, as a manager, when you, you've done all the preparation, <laughs> you know, the training ground, you've done all the work, everybody's together, and then you get into that dressing room at Wembley and as a manager, you look at the faces. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what that's like, because as a manager, because... <laughs> You, you do see trepidation on some faces, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Kevin, absolutely. What a question. Um, yeah, you worry, mate. You worry big time. You, you go to the physio and say, is Jordan's all right? Is he not looking the best? <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll calm him down, fucks. Don't worry. No, I, I had that. I've had that. That is, hmm. No one's asked me that question, but I have had it. Because it's quite, it's a personal thing. I mean, uh, coping with the nerves... As a player, I think it's very different to a manager. I mean, as a manager, I didn't feel any nerves. As a player, I felt nerves. I was focusing on my game, what I had to do early in the game, what my job was on set plays. Whereas as a manager, you sort of done it and you're waiting for that, probably that few minutes before the game where you're going to say what you're going to say. Half-time's massive. Massive at half-time Wembley. Because, you know, the clock just... When you're when you're losing, it's just going like this. When you're winning, it's going and um, yeah, um, you you do get some worried faces, and it is something to think about whether whether the managers will go and you know ask the boys if they're all right individually. I mean, it's a it's a really good point because if you're not, you're better off saying and then try to calm the nerves or do what you've got to do to get in the right mental state because it's that one-off game. There's mm. there's nowhere to go from this, but yeah, I have been worried. Kevin, a couple of times, a couple of occasions. 
Paul, I suppose, as you mentioned, that's where your staff play a big role, don't they? Yeah. Your staff. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. And you don't always see that as a manager, what they're saying. Um, I was an assistant manager for two years, Kevin, and I used to do that. You know, it's a very different role to the manager, but it's a very important role. And you can see more, you know, you are taking the warm up. I didn't take the warm ups, you know. Uh, Wembley or Alan Nilsson were taking them. They had great staff at Luton and they had great staff at majority of clubs. Um, but you're right, they it's something for them to look for. I think if I used to like watching the warm up, sometimes you could gauge from taking a look, Kevin, and see how they're moving, you know, see if they're doing yeah. the right things, you know. Um, I mean, this is you know, you're talking about, um, with all due respect, you know, we've got top players on, on show in this championship player final, right? And you'd you know, you'd, you'd like to think they can control the nerves, but the warm-ups were important. I think if I look back at that Luton one where we went 1-0 up in one minute, I take a reflection, take consolation that we did things right. You know, that we did we did right. We're just managing the game. Again, if if you go 1-0 up, you go 1-0 down. Um, managing the game. You know, you look at the Peterborough thing. was unbelievable. Exactly. I, I sense that. I know, did. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that next. Go on. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, and I'm, you know, Darren Moore was a former colleague, big Daz, you know, and yeah. um, I've still not forgiven him for getting sent off in the playoffs for Torquay, by the way. They never mentioned that on the telly. Um, no, they wouldn't. They would get, <laughs> give him some props, Paul. <laughs> we threw one, threw one up and, and, and big Daz got sent off. But um, yeah. no, um, I think, you know, that was a crazy comeback. Yeah. I mean, that is insane. You lose yeah. f football. It makes falls of everybody sometimes, doesn't it? It's just insane. That is just the beauty of the game as well. And as a manager, I mean, and also, you know, Sheffield Wednesday's manager had abuse thrown at him. I mean, everything that goes, that went with that and to come back and do it under those circumstances, Paul, as well. How gratifying for really... One of the most historical clubs in English football. Mm. Well, you won't meet a nicer person than Darren. Um, and I think, you know, his emotional control through losing 4-0, from what he had to, you know, the disgusting behaviour he had to put up with, he has done brilliantly. I mean, that would take him on miles in his managerial career, in my opinion, what he's done. And I think you saw after, I don't know, it was the captain maybe when Daz was talking in the dressing room after, he then said... He said, thank you, because then players, you know, they're under pressure. Mm -hmm. and, and he's obviously found the right words. He's had the right body language, I would imagine, right, leading into that game. And um, that's probably exactly what they needed. And mm. the, the, the big thing, Sophie, is trying to, you know, what Robert, Rob will be doing is trying to get the, to bottle that performance and get it on, on to, to Wembley. And, and Darren Moore would, not, would have known his players can score goals, Hills was a tough place to go to, mm -hmm. and they are capable of, you know, scoring four goals. So he got it, he got it spot on. And then on the flip side, I suppose, gosh, Darren Ferguson all you won't want to look at that, will he? No, that was brutal. On the Monday on Talksport, we spoke to Darren Ferguson on the phone, and I said to him, if you get to Wembley, uh, you know, blah blah. So he said the tough part is. You know, we're going away from home and the tie isn't over. No. He knows. Darren Ferguson knows what it's like at, at Sheffield United. Mm -hmm. I just think it 
it caught a lot of the Peterborough players by surprise. I really do. Yeah. I, I know yeah. they've played there before, yeah. but with a full Hillsborough and with all the pressure on, and you're 4-0 up and you think, this, this is going to be easy, and then yeah. the opposition score, all of a sudden, uh, and I'm sure, Paul, you, you, you mentioned, momentum in football is so big. Oh, I mean, again, if you put yourself in Darren's, Darren Ferguson's position, what do you do? So if you change the team, which I, I'm not sure would have gone through Darren's mind, right? But that might be something that you do, right? Just to get the arousal levels going again. But then mm. you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You change it and you start to go behind. You say, well, why don't you just stick with a team that won 4-0? But yeah. they're, they're the conundrums and the dilemmas that you have as a manager. Um I suppose the first 10 or 15 minutes you look, or 10 minutes can look to see if it's complacency, right? And, you you know, you'd be very fearful, but he's got a younger team as well. I yeah. mean, and a younger team, as you know, it's hard for them to, to, to navigate through that type of atmosphere, okay, and do the right things. But, you know, stick or twist, you know, do you go for that first goal? Um, do you sit off? What do you do? But the one thing you need, the one thing you really need is the decisions to go for you. And mm. I've got to say that the centre-back for Chiba Wesley should have gone. He, he should have gone. It was a red card. And again, the officials decided not to. And that was a, that was a game. That was yeah, a game. they didn't want to spoil it type thing, did they? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. But Wembley's the same. I mean, better now with the technology. Um yeah, should, I can't. I can't be, yeah, I can't. They're going to be mentioning the, the offside goal, Wembley. You know, it's like three or four yards. And I remember waiting for the um, Mike Riley to phone up. You know, they said Michael ring you straight after the game. He didn't ring for about three days, and I was on holiday and rung, rung it, kept ringing him and ringing him and ringing him. And um, in the end, he, he said, uh, "He said, oh, oh, Paul, you're right." And I said, "No, not really, Mike." He said, "What? What, what do you think? Three yards?" I said, "Yeah, or four or five. But it was, yeah, it was a Outrageous. decision, but the decisions do come into it, you know, all over for players, managers, uh, officials in them one-off, one-off huge games. All right. So you've got Luton in the um, the championship playoff. Who have you got versus uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley? I have a soft spot for Barnsley because our good friend of the show, Billy Bean, was involved with the club, but I'm willing to park it aside. Um, well, who are you going for, Paul? Who do you think is going to win that one? Well, it has to be Sheffield Wednesday now, doesn't it? Or have, are they spent? Are they emotionally drained? Are they physically drained? That was massive the other night, wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't know. You guys tell me as a fan, I'd be worried going into this. And maybe, I don't know, you guys can, as a fan going into certain games, you just think, oh, no. For example, I was dreading the Brighton game as an Arsenal fan. I just knew I had a horrible feeling about that game. Do you guys, you guys get the same, I'm sure, as a manager and a player, no? And you played as well, Paul. Yeah, a long time ago. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think sometimes it's it's written. I do think sometimes it's there. I mean, mm. um, although um, Michael Duff, the the, the the manager, is a good manager. Mm -hmm. He's a very good manager. Did great at Cheltenham, was it? I think, and he's he's he's, he's done very well. So. Um, you're up against good managers as well, you know, manager to manager, you've got that that space there to analyse and say, what do I need to do you know, to change system, come up with something different, um, and the in-game management, you know, to change the system and 
and I, he's probably got more air miles than than Big Daz. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes that can yeah. play a part. You know, I remember in my earlier days, manager, you get caught out. Someone changes something you haven't quite seen that before. So, um, but I do, I do think, I do think it's it's written for Sheffield Wednesday now. Okay, so before we let you go, we've got to so we've got to ask you um, about the Arsenal as well. Now, apparently, according to a little bird that told me a while ago, who was on this show as a guest, that you and Kev played against each other in a youth FA Cup game. Is this true? If so, when? Is, you get, you're asking me that one, Seth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, ab absolutely. I would never forget if I played against that guy. <laughs> Never. And and I mean it, I mean it. Because you know, when you're an apprentice, it's like who's the best players? Who's and I said, Kevin Campbell. He's getting in the first team, you know, early, you know, he's uh he's a you know massive guy, you know, he's really hard to play against. And yeah, no, I played with Kev and I said to Bex the other day, I said he's never gonna remember that line. It'll be funny, he's in Arsenal's first team. In a, in an England representative. I don't know what it was. Was it, was, was it a six one win? Uh, yeah, I think you got six. I got five goals. <laughs> yeah, you didn't let me get any. You didn't lay any off to me. Nothing. Oh, hold oh. on. It was me and Raymond Lee. Uh, you played. We won the game 6-1 and I still, I scored five and I still didn't get picked for England. That tells you everything. <laughs> yeah. They still didn't promote me, so. They knew nothing. That was the easiest game to play in as a midfielder. So just get it up to Kevin. He'll do the rest. I, I start walking back the other way once it went into him. But then we, we did beat Arsenal. We did we did beat Arsenal in the cup in in the youth cup. Someone sent me the blooming um sent me the program picture of it. Ray Parler, Kev played. Yeah. Um, oh, you'll have to send me a copy of that so we can show everyone. I think. Wow, I think, I think he got sent off. Uh, but yeah, we won. It wouldn't have been me. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm saying because Ray's two years younger. Really? Ray and Coley are two years younger. Coley played as a 15 year old against Southampton. That's us against Shearer, the Wallace twins. Madison, yeah. all those yeah, guys. That's mine. That is mine. Yeah, but when you talk about Ray Parler playing. And Coley playing, that's Parler's that, on I'll, it. I'll be too old. Parler's, I'm, I'm sure you're. I'm gonna look, yeah. Have I'm a look if, if, not, if there's a Campbell there, it ain't Kevin, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you know what? Maybe there was another Campbell, maybe, maybe there back. was, but it yeah. won't be. Yeah. yeah, we're finally getting to the bottom of this. Um, uh, but Super Kev scoring six goals in a game sounds about right. Um, no, five. No, uh, no, I've got five. to admit, I got only got five. So, so you didn't get? Did you ever get a double hat trick in a game, Kev? Uh, one time I scored about eight, I think. But, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, remember, I was I had Pat Rice behind me, didn't I? He was driving me on. It was uh, <laughs> incredible, incredible times. Oh, good stuff. Just brilliant stuff. Um, Paul, really, real quick before you go, we know you, you secret gooner. We now have just outed you, which is totally unfair, but I know you're fine with it because the no, truth is I asked him before everyone. But quickly before you go, the season, is it a bottle? Is it a choke? How do you see it? Is it a great um, season that's ended, unfortunately, a little bit sadly? Um, how do you summarise it? Oh. 
I think it's hugely disappointing because of the form Arsenal were in in the latter stages. I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see it. I didn't see that coming. Them results. I just, you know, where have they come from? Do you know what I mean? It's not like they were close, or it's just it was it was unrecognisable, Sophie, for me. You know, looking, you know, there was a time when I was like, it's only one team winning. Arsenal got this. You know, they were getting over these bumps. So every time the game was coming, you was thinking this is the one where they'll fall over, and they didn't. And it was the, it was the game Southampton West Ham where it it, it it cost them. And I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, I don't I don't know. I'm sure Kelly Arteta and the guys will yeah they'll reflect and say it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, indeed, definitely a bit of a sad end to the season, no doubt about that. We're happy we're happy for Bex that Palace stayed up. You know, oh, yeah. well, good, 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 good old Roy coming in and uh, yeah. sa- saving them. Yeah. Wow, what an amazing brainwashed job. Our, brainwashed our little boys up as well. Uh, this is not right. You need no. to step in here, Mr. Buckle. You know oh, what you need to do. It's been a great chat. Um, where can everyone find you? I know you're not on social media really for stuff, but um, where can they find you? Because you also have your consultancy um as well so yeah. where can folks find you if they need to paul I'm on, I'm on instagram um i only really sort of late post of business stuff um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm working with some owners of clubs now over here some owners that are buying clubs in in the in the uk one of them's just bought huddersfield so yeah um sort of nice um, yeah, directing them and helping support them as an advisor. And I still work in the game. You know, when I worked with the San Diego Wave women's team, which was an absolute pleasure last season, with Casey Stoney and uh, Jill Ellis. So, yeah, I'm in all the I areas. I'm just staying away from the technical area, Kev, you know. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> staying away from the cooker, pressure cooker. <laughs> Love that. Oh, man. Well, Jill, talk about a serial winner there as well and what she did for the US women's national team. We like, we like Jill. Um, very much. And Paul, thank you so much for joining. Will you please send our love to Bex and we appreciate you coming on. And uh, if you're if, if you're up for it, if you're up for it, Paul, we'd love you back more often on uh, Squad Central here. I don't want you losing viewers. I've been boring everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I looked and saw that Jack Wiltshire was on the other week or whatever. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, got Jack. But no, thank you so much for having me on. And it's a pleasure, pleasure seeing you again. Kevin no, yeah. lovely seeing you, Paul. Lovely seeing yeah. you, mate. Yeah, good luck, good luck to Luton. Good luck. And uh, yeah, no, listen, good luck to Luton. Yeah, big, big, yeah. big moral. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Paul. We'll see you Cheers, soon. Paul. Cheers, Paul. That was Paul Buckle, you guys. Um, brilliant chat. Just love the football, proper football stories there, Kev. You know, yeah. people in yeah. the trenches in the um in the and lower so- leagues. And so someone who's been in the manager's spot <laughs> and, you know, when you hear he's looking around the dressing room and there's people probably in the dressing room like. That frozen. was such a great question. Frozen. Because to know what a manager really thinks or sees in that moment, that was so good. And I can't. And he said no one's ever asked him that before. Mm. That, that no, was really that, interesting. They won't ask him that because you only know that if you're a player most of the time. You only know that because I look around. Do you know what I mean? You look around and you know by the people who are around you how you're going to do. So, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, hold on one second. Just sending a little message. There we go. Okay. Um, Kev, before we um, welcome our next guest as well, the squaddies have been dying to know. Firstly, congratulations to your other former club, Nottingham Forest. Um, of course, they deserved it. What yeah. a fight back for them. Um, you know, it's uh, it was a it was a game that I think took us all by surprise, completely it by did. surprise. It did. So, listen, I thought I I was on Mr. Dawes uh, podcast and I said um, that I expected Arsenal to respond after after the Brighton game, you know, getting beaten so heavily at home. I expected Arsenal to respond and I expect to probably not have forced to go to last game to stay up. But Sophie, let's let's be brutally honest. We were never going to score. We didn't look like scoring. No matter who had played, we wouldn't have won the game. We we could have been playing till now. We wouldn't have scored. It was an awful performance. It was... Do you know what, Soph? We just look spent. We do. We look absolutely knackered. Yeah, we can control it and pass it, but we've got no zip. Because no, there's no real life in us as a as a as a team at the moment. And maybe that's because, you know, yeah, the form slipped and everything, and maybe feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves, but we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We we needed to finish strong. And we finished uh, that game, especially with a whimper. Not the Forest deserved it. They had the game plan. We played into their game plan. And wasn't that goal, Sophie, very similar to the Southampton goal? Southampton's second goal, where we give it away in midfield. They play through us and go and score. That was Theo Walcott scored mm -hmm. that goal at the Emirates. Now, uh, Awanyi scores that goal against us at the city ground. Again, like I say, we wouldn't have scored no matter who played. So we could we could talk about manager got it wrong with selection and all that. At the end of the day, Sophie, I've said it all along. The players have to go out there and perform. They didn't perform. And listen, it's one of those things. I just think to ourselves, this is going to be a massive summer for us, Sophie. Real big. Tammy, you could talk about team selection all you want. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, because no, they why? want to hear from why? you about it. Yeah, because but, but they want, why? They, but why are we talking about team selection? Because, because, Sophie, we were crap. These players have been very good for us the majority of the season. But we were crap. So... Whatever you want to talk about, he should have done this, he should have done that. It wouldn't have made no difference, as far as I'm concerned. We were just shocking. So, not playing... Let me ask you this, because curiously... Hello? Hello? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my hardest with this technology. Hello, Aaron. Aaron. Help uh, your dad, please. Help him. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Safari seems to be the only thing working, if that's okay. This is fine. Yeah. We'll take him as we can get him. Um, have you? Did you guys have a good day playing golf? Oh, uh, it was wonderful. 
Absolutely. Yeah, what did you what did you score, Aaron? Did you take any mulligans? No mulligans. I came ninth. I got thirty four points um, playing off my handicap. Um, as a team, we came stone dead last. Um, but I will leave. I will leave you on that. I will okay. Have a good Cheers. show. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Take care. Thanks for being epic this season. Thank you. Hello, Mr. Ramsdale. We got there in the end, hey? I don't know how. <laughs> Not only can he save, but he also helps you with your Google Chrome. Helps you with the, with the tech. Love that. He's just saved me. He's just saved me. I don't even know where the volume is. You're right. Don't worry we about it. We can hear you. We can hear oh. you. Don't worry. Most people can, Kev. <laughs> how did you play, by the way? Right. I came <laughs> second out to 71. Was that second last? No, I was last by quite a few. <laughs> I, no, I, I, pl I played, I played um, really well. And I've kept um, golf ball manufacturers in jobs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, look, it's lovely to you and Aaron spending the day on the course together. That must have been nice after a long season. You must have had a lovely day together. It was brilliant. It was um, for the Willow Foundation, for Bob Wilson. Fantastic. And oh, lovely. And I've had an amazing day because there were many heroes. So many, so many heroes of mine. You know, George Graham. I was on the same table as George Graham having lunch. Lovely. Ah, oh, it's lovely. That's That'll brilliant. Do. That'll do, Nick. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Well, listen, um, let's have a little bit of chat because our part two we didn't put out yet because when we were WhatsApping the other day, I was like, aye, aye, maybe, you know, if Nick fancies it, we can have a chat live on Monday. And you graciously said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Do you have all your sponsors ready to go tonight or no? Do you have all your sponsors ready to go? Two seconds. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Kev, we got our number one right there at the front. I, well, I mean, you know what? Wasn't that a nice touch by Aaron to be fair to sort his old man out? Seriously. Sort his dad out. And and to come on and speak to us, which is nice. And yeah. um, great to see them supporting Bob Wilson as well and all the, the, the ex-players as well. Fantastic. Totally. Yeah, we love it. We absolutely love it. Let's see what you got. Okay, we've got the denture, uh, the denture, the denture um toothpaste today. I love it. Kids, look after your teeth. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Brilliant. Um, Nick, tell us about, were you at the Forest game? Got to ask yeah. you about the Forest game. Otherwise, the fans <laughs> will get mad at me if I don't ask you. That was a tough one, wasn't it? Um, oh, what, I don't know what to say, really. <clears throat> Sorry. Yes, it was. It was, um, it was disappointing. But let me just say, Nottingham Forest supporters, mm. oh, they, they first class six minutes. And when they sing Mull of Kintyre at the start of the game, 
that is immense. Mm -hmm. And then they they didn't let us play. They didn't let us settle down, and it was very difficult. And um, I would like to say that none. Well, I didn't hear any anyway. Any of our away supporters, apart from singing, criticise any of the players or any part of the game, which I know sounds daft, but I just didn't. They were back in the team completely, all the way through 96 minutes. Which is fantastic, because let's be honest, <laughs> that I think we just discussed this just before you got on, Nick, that these players have, have, have given everything, really, they've got for the team. They've been outstanding for the majority of the season. And it's just at the end where we just lost it. Whatever way we lost it a little bit, we've lost we've lost a bit of momentum. We've lost form. Was it, was it probably too hard for us going against a Man City team who's got the depth? Probably. But... Do you know what? It's it's filled me with a lot of joy. You saying that about the about the away fans because mm -hmm. the, the guys don't deserve to get criticised now. You know, second in the league is no mean feat. It's not a trophy, but it's so important in in our reemergence, in our growth. To in the development, yeah, development of it. I still think we are two seasons. And who am I to talk about, really? I think we are two seasons too soon. I'd have taken third. I'd have taken fourth. Because it's still progress. Yeah. The only reason people are thinking, in my opinion, that they're saying that um, it's a disappointment is because for about eight months of the season, we were top. Yeah. If we hadn't have been top and we'd have been sixth and seventh and then come through and finished fourth or third, nobody would have been complaining. Or not complaining, but mentioning it. But, can, yeah. Is it okay for, for so I, I can so here my take, um, Nick, um yeah. was I think it's been an, an amazing season, but you can be a little bit disappointed with how it's ended. Mm. You know, we're not killing and I was uh, the I was I you know, we, we have honest convos. I was really critical of the the performance against Nottingham Forest. We've talked about that on our on our previous conversation, and I feel that you know, as a fan, it was so exciting. And I I think the boys deserve better, the fans deserve better, and unfortunately, football doesn't work that way. So, how I've rounded up m my feelings as a fan versus you as the football dad and Kev as the player is, it was just a little bit sad how it ended. It kind of like. Phew, the bubble just went pop, but that doesn't mean you can be ragging on the players and going at them after the season that we've had. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but I think that's fair. <laughs> Listen, no, I, I that... thought, Sophie, I'll just say, Nick, I thought we, I thought they're not on the forest game, not on the forest time, good number on us. They defended well. I thought we could have been played all week and uh, we wouldn't have scored. I thought we were. I thought we were crap. We didn't. We didn't have no zip about us, in that sense. But again, I understand the guys have given us everything they've got. I know that, and b believe me, as a player, if they could have brought it home, they would have because mm -hmm. it 
it is such a hard thing to do to win a league. You know, we're a little bit spoiled in a sense. I know it's been 20 years or whatever, but Arsenal have, have had teams who have won titles. Believe you me, it is so hard to win. And maybe we've taken it for a little bit of for granted that all of a sudden we're back in the title race and we're going to win it. Where Nick, you, you, you might be right. A year, two years on, we're going to. With Champions League football, we're going to be a lot stronger in 24 months. We're, we should be a lot stronger in 12 months. A lot stronger. Well, it's, pro it's progress, isn't it? Yeah. You, ca you, can't, you can't fault progress. I'm going to keep saying it. It's a young squad, a very young squad. I mean, Bukayo Saka... His, his legs must be bruised to high heaven because he gets kicked from pillar to post. There's only so many times he can make a run and get kicked and scythe down. Right? The other guys, Mr. Odegaard, there's only so many times he can keep running like he does. He must do kilometres and kilometres in a game. You know? Mm -hmm. And some of these players, they need, they need a rest. Mm-hmm. But there isn't really, we haven't got the strength in depth at the moment in time. And that will come. We are literally, well, what, five, six seasons behind Manchester City? And we took them to three games? I mean, come on. I know as supporters, you know, yes, you can be, you can be disappointed. But for me, you know, it's, it's been, some of the football we've played has been amazing. Yeah. You know. And, I want to, <clears throat> I've got I've got a question for you, Nick, um, from uh, Lucas, uh, who's actually a Manchester City fan. We have that's a great thing about our show. We get some Liverpool fans tuning in, Manchester City fans. Nick, is it difficult as a parent watching your son going through such a high pressure season? Some of the listeners who missed our first round of our conversation, especially now it's kind of like at the end. Um, yeah, a question that many have for you, uh, Nick. I think we've spoken about this before, but obviously. It's purgatory. Simple. Next question. No. Um, <laughs> well, I, we I, saw you I, in the all or nothing and it was. Uh, it's And Kev, the same. Well, I mean, we had this little conversation. Some of our listeners um, haven't caught up with our earlier convo. But, yeah, um, purgatory, you say. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. It's, it's different for, let me say, parents of goalkeepers. If you're, if you're a parent of a defender, a midfielder, a winger, not necessarily a striker because they're the two ends of the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, on, the, on that um, documentary, you know, I'm going on about people passing back to him. It's not, I don't think he's good enough to pass the ball out and he's not good with his feet. It's just, I, I personally don't want players to put him in that position of having to clear the ball or having mm -hmm. to pass out. So it's it's very it's 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 very difficult and it's nerve wracking. And you never ever want your son to make a mistake. Kevin, I'm pretty certain would turn around and say, you know, he doesn't want his son to, you know, to miss an open goal or from three foot out, he puts it over the bar or puts it wide. 
No, you never want him to miss a chance, Nick. Never mind from three yards. You don't want him to ever miss a chance to make a mistake. But you know as well as I do. <laughs> you know as well as I do. The odds are they are going to make mistakes. They're human, aren't they? Here's yeah. one for you, Nick. Um, which Arsenal player has surprised you the most this season? You told us your favourite player um, when we first spoke was Benjamin. Um, yeah. And who surprised you the most this season? See, this is this is this is unfair, really, because Aaron works with these people, and he's looking at me through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Is he doing this? Is is he doing over? No, Dad. Quality control right there. Quality control. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How about Aaron surprised you the most? Because he's more brilliant than you thought he was. Who surprised me? Sorry. Is is Aaron Uh, answering for you? No, he's just intrigued at who personally. He can join us if he wants. It's totally up to him. Is smiling. I've got to answer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, put, he's putting you off. <laughs> Surprised me this season. Give us two, then, Nick. Give us two. Yeah, players. give us a few. Yeah. 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 Oh, Aaron will like this. Check this photo out. I hope I still yeah. got it. He surprised all of us. This is how I define Jacker's season, Nick. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a glad, a glad you are, isn't he? Yes. Could have done something with his arms. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. No, no I, I would say Grant Jacker purely because last season he always had a yellow card, red card in him. Today, I think, or this season, I think Mr Arteta has found possibly his best position. Mm -hmm. Where he doesn't have to all the time track back as his job, but he actually does it because he wants to. Mm -hmm. I think he's working so much hard, so, so hard for the team. And yeah, I would, I would say yeah, Grant Jacker. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's, that's a good, a good one. Show. Yeah, good I mean, show. as as fans, I think we've all been just taken by surprise, and it's been a joy to watch. And if he does leave, he leaves with our blessing now, and he can come back, Kev. And it's how wonderful that he can come back at the club anytime, be welcomed with yeah. our arms wide open. Yeah, he's he's had a he's had a superb season. Um, he has. And I think it's more of a family thing. Why, mm. if he does move, it's it's probably <laughs> hold on. <laughs> what is icebreakers? I'm going to guess that? from here. That... They look like icebreakers. Oh, is that what is it? Polos? Uh... Oh, fruit pastels. Fruit pastels. <laughs> Why do they still make those? Wow, the only thing awesome. that you uh, <laughs> fruit pastel is chewed. You remember that advert? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, but he's he's, he's, he's been. Sophie, I think Granite Jackers had a great season because we know he's been pushed a little bit further forward, but that's mm-hmm. because of Zinchenko. That's a lot of the time because Zinchenko's been pushed into midfield. What a stud. That Granite has been able to 
be further forward and we can win the ball further forward back off the opposition. I, I thought it's really worked for him and he's proven that he... Listen, I, I never thought we'd have a title challenge and Granit Xhaka would be in the same conversation, but how wrong am I? He's been he's been sensational this season. Yeah, yeah. he has. He really That's has. A pity, like we say, we just couldn't get over the line. Yeah, Nick, what was your favourite game you went to this year? Why did I agree to this? <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about netball again if you want. Well, that's all right. Get Caroline out. She's still. <laughs> still in Stoke um well I've got, I've got different ones for different reasons um Bournemouth, top three. Uh, Bournemouth yeah at Bournemouth, obvious reasons yeah because that's just a, a great weekend you know and the people down there are lovely um and obviously the, the you know the connection with Aaron mm -hmm. um Now you've put me on the spot, haven't you? Tottenham. Was that fun, the Tottenham away? Or, or we've home? talked about this or home? We, you we beat him twice. <laughs> no. Tottenham home, Tottenham away for different reasons. Tottenham away because it was just special to beat Spurs on their own patch. Do oh, the yeah. double over them. Oh, most definitely. Definitely. Do you got your yeah. passport ready for next season? Hey, you ready? We're going yeah. places. We are. We're going. Um, we're going abroad. Yeah. You'll play some football. Well, I'm possibly not going to play football. <laughs> <laughs> I can't now, even play golf, and that's walking. <laughs> Nick, last time you were here, um, I got told off by a couple of folks because I didn't ask you about West Brom. And Kev okay. saved West Brom from relegation. And I don't know if I read this right or wrong, but are you a lifelong Bromie? Are you a West Brom fan? Did I get that wrong? No, I'm not a Bromie, but I'm a lifelong West Brom fan. He's a Baggies yeah. fan. He's a Baggies I'm man. Baggies fan. <laughs> Let me guess. It, it has gone down a little bit since Aaron's been playing because we go and follow him all the time. <laughs> So cool. please don't embarrass me by asking me some questions about West Brom. No, I just wondered if you were there the season, the survival Sunday, that the the survival Sunday. No, because we were we were coming watching back. Aaron, probably no, watching right. Aaron. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you you were keeping an eye on it. Oh yeah, on the radio yeah. in the car. Let me just shut that door. Hold on. Yeah, obviously because again, Sophie, being a football dad. All right. this stuff that you would love to do to be there, you, you just... You miss your own team playing because, yeah, you, you know, do. you're following you your, your son and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, that was quite... I did a show with Kev. That was insane. That that match that day was just ridiculous. Um, that's what if football's I, all about. If I remember rightly, we didn't two or three times, Kev, and we were going to get relegated and then we weren't getting relegated and then... I'm yeah, it, was up, it was up and down that season. Yeah. Uh, I joined in January. And the club, obviously, at that time, it was the team who was bottom of the league at Christmas and New Year were goners. Always went down. 
always went down. Yeah. So that was the mantra. You know, when I got into the dressing room, um, spoke with Brian Robson, spoke with Nigel Pearson um, and those guys. And I said, our mantra has got to be, we've, there ain't many times you can make history, Nick, not in the Premier League, but we can be the first to ever do it. That was the mantra. We talk about, we spoke about Darren Moore before. He was on the playing staff at the club at the time. You know, Craig Shakespeare uh, was there as well. You had, um, you had a lot of people who have gone on to be managers and coaches mm. and stuff like that, um, who were on the staff or in and around it at the time. And we just we just went for it. We learned how to... Jonathan Greening was a player, was a, he's a manager now at Scarborough. What you have to be able to do is let games go. Whether you win or lose, you've got to let it go yeah. and move forward. And that's what we learned to do very quickly. And we survived by the skin of our teeth. I'll tell you what then, Kevin, a question for you then. Yep. After what you've just said. Yep. Do you think those players who are now managers took to heart that mentality that you've just mentioned? This can do, will do. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't let it... Um, don't let it fester that you've lost a game. Go to the next one. Yeah, I, I think that's an important part of the makeup of these managers because a lot of the managers probably hadn't been in a Premier League relegation scrap like this. Um, I'm, so, I'm sure that's, that's why Brian Robson brought me in. Um, and mm. to have the experience of what to do, you know, I looked around and Carnu was there and Jeff Horsfield and Ronnie Woolwork and uh, Jonathan Greening, you know, uh, Robbo, Stephen Clement, big Darren Moore, you know, Holty goalkeeper. There was a lot of good players in and around it, but they just hadn't gelled. We brought in Kieran Richardson and Richard Chaplow. Kieran came from Man United on loan. Richard Chaplow came from Preston. And we just had a togetherness. And it was like, it, to get the point across, Darren Purse was there, uh, Thomas Gard, so uh, some good players, but it's to get the mindset right. If you're down there, you've got to get the mindset right. And for for coaching staff, I'm sure they learned a lot from getting that right. Because if you get that right, you give yourself a chance. If that's not right, doesn't matter what you do, you know, it's, it's not happening. So we actually done it. We made history. And um, boy, that was a, a special. Now West Bromwich Albion will forever be the first, Nick, to ever do it. Well, they haven't done it since, have they? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, the name no. is still there. You know, the name is still there. I tell you now, um, I mean, I mean, oh, I really am. Always in my heart, sir. I will tell you now. I love that. Always. Brilliant stuff. Right, we've got a few more minutes here with Nick, who's kindly um, popped in after a lovely round of golf um, with his epic son, Aaron, who we all love. And uh, Nick, you are now part of the Arsenal family and you will be part of the Arsenal. Yes. That's right. I tell you, 
can get you regular next season. Nick's Nick's sign. The best signing we'll make all summer. Nick Ramsdale, right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Kevin, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Yours was not for me. It isn't. Oh, okay. Cheers. I'll get you one of these mugs. Um, Nick, what a lovely week it was last week. I know it's been also very difficult, but Arsenal re-signing. What a moment for you and the family. Special yeah, stuff. Congratulations. We're, we're happy congratulations. and stoked and delighted. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't even begin to imagine. We can't begin to imagine how happy and proud you must be. Extremely. Extremely. I had two of my three sons there. Um, we went, we met Win as well, the chocolate Labrador. I was going to ask you if you met Win, but I was going to yeah. say that till the end, but yeah. How... No, okay, then forget that. <laughs> Put that out. No, it's okay. Um, you, go on. Have you got that picture I sent you? I do. I was going to ask you, yes. See, then with your permission, now I can show it. Well, I haven't asked him and he's not here, so if you want oh, to, there you go. I'll go. Oh, it's too Shall late. Wait? No, I took. You said, "Have I got it? Can we or no?" Ask. Is yeah, he? Why not? He can't All be. Right. Can he? Nah, it's a wonderful picture. Look at that. There we go. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well deserved. Well what deserved. A, what a rogues gallery it is. What a moment. And Granddad was there again too. Yes, yeah, so he, uh, he made an appearance right at the end. Right. That's a lovely photo. That is a Aaron, lovely photo. No, the hat was coming out. Did Aaron? Was Aaron okay with the hat? Mm. Not so much, right? Uh, hey, but Nick, are you smiling in that photo? <laughs> I think it's wind. <laughs> I think so. No. Is that why your dude's looking a little? Oh, we did that. I'm telling yeah. you, look. Everyone else is showing teeth, probably, and you're you're. <laughs> Just Come on, Nick. Kevin, when you see my teeth, you know why I don't smile. <laughs> You're all right. Get out of it. Hey. Even hey, even if it looks like a broken fence, it's all right. With rubber, I'd love to see him. I've got dustbin teeth, one in every yard. <laughs> sorry, Nick. Sorry, sorry. No, listen. I love it. We just we're just like you know we're like the we're down the pub now and we're just having a chit chat. We're going to ask you a couple of questions before we um, we let you go. I mean, the not, listeners I, are absolutely loving this. Yeah, they're loving this. Um, okay, so that was a great day. Did you, did you go out to dinner after? What was the? Can you tell me what happened after the signing? Did you guys hang out yeah. with Mr. Arteta, Mr. Edu? What what happened? What they say to you? They're, they love him, don't they? They do. And there's a couple of other photographs, which I think might have been out in the press, where they're having a, both Mr. Edu and Mr. Arteta are having a hug with Aaron. Um, and it, and it, was, it was lovely because it's um, from the first time we signed, they said, welcome to the Arsenal family. And they've never stopped saying welcome to the Arsenal family. And they are I think that's very important to them. You know, we, we, the security were there. We were chatting to them. We were chatting to some of the ladies. Um, we actually had lunch there as well, which was amazing. Um, so we sat there. In fact, I did meet Mr. Xhaka. He, oh, was yeah? having, he was having a spot of lunch and I just, you know, went across as you do and 
shook his hand. I don't think he had a clue who I was. But, um, you know, probably thought I was after his watch. <laughs> but it was, was he nice to you? He, he seems like he's a friendly lad. It was, it, it was lovely. I think it's, I think it's possible. It, I think he is a wonderful man until he goes onto that pitch. Yeah, and then we like that. A player who, you know, it's like we're going, switch. To war. we're going to war, we're going to battle. Yeah, I'm not a friend anymore. Yeah. You know, I'll be your friend afterwards, but I'm not a friend for 96 minutes or 90 yeah. minutes or however long it is. And that's how it should be. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a few more of them at the club. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a few more that are ready to go to war right till the very, very end. Um, yeah, indeed. Hit the likes. This is a great show. A few more minutes. Kev, um, do you have something you... You want to ask Nick? I'm hogging him a little bit uh, here. Oh, listen, listen. As a as another football, I just I feel the power of family. I feel the power of being in the background. Even though I played, I still like the the thing the the feel of Aaron's the main man, but the family is so important. And as I said, seeing that picture, I thought was. Very, very welcome. Very uh, good. I just, for me, I just want to say to Nick to to tell Aaron that we're so proud of these guys. And I know it didn't finish how we would like, but do you know what? The fact of the matter is, we asked for a title, a team that could challenge for a title, and we got it. And you know what? A bit of disappointment ain't going to do us no harm. We've gone through pain previously of not qualifying for staff and being poor and being zero points after three games. That's painful. But now we get a challenge. The boys have done us great. We know that Mikel Arteta and Edu, they're going to do the right thing because... They know what we need. They do. That's why the song goes like it is. They know what we need. They do. And as far as I'm concerned, I just want to say to Nick, relay this to Aaron and the family and the team from us at the Highbury squad and all the squaddies, that we absolutely love them. We understand that we couldn't get the job done, but we're going to be there again next season, last game of the season and next season, supporting them, willing them to get over the line. Because you know what? They've done us so proud this season. That's a nice statement there, Kev. And I'm going to give Nick the floor here to, to respond to you. Brilliantly said. That was, that, was, that was lovely. Thank you. That's great. And by the way, the away supporters, the home supporters, when they see me and Caroline, not only, not, not only me and Caroline, but um, Ben White's mum and dad, they say the same to us. They love Aaron. They love Ben. They love the players. I ought to go and get him, really, and just say, get him to say cheerio. Sure. We'd, then, got, we uh, would love uh, that if he's uh, up for it. No, Nick, go on, then. Come on. Uh, Paul on, Rank, man. your dad. <laughs> your, Paul Rank, your dad. <laughs> he wants to make sure he shuts his Google Chrome down properly yeah, there. That's what, that's what it is. I know. I know. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. But no, what, a, what a lovely, what a, what a good show, Soph. 
We got Paul in the trenches with the non-league stuff and the lower leagues and the managing and the playoffs and all that. And we got Mr. Ramsdale here and we had Aaron popping. I mean, it's and a cameo from our squaddies should be like giving us a standing O here. Hello. Is he in the shower? No. Hello. That way. Yeah. There he is. I'm here. Aaron, hello. Um I just want to say one thing to you as a fan. Um, I've got to be honest too. You know, I really criticised after the Nottingham Forest performance, but I wanted to say thank you for the season you've given us, a journey that we didn't predict, but one we've loved being on. It's been so long since we've loved our club and the players who play for our club. When we go to buy a shirt, we don't know which name to put on the back because you and the boys have made us fall in love with the Arsenal Football Club all over again. And as a fan, I just wanted to say thank you. And even though sometimes it's bumpy and we do criticise, the love is big. It's there. And you've been a massive part of that. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm going to hand it over to Mr. Super Kevin Campbell. Oh, thank you very Aaron, much. I just, want to say, I just want to say congratulations on the new contract. Congratulations for being Arsenal number one. And we are going to support you guys massively next season. Finish strong at the Emirates. 100% finish strong. We want to win against Wolves. And then next season, go again. Because you know what? You've made a fan base believe again. Thank you and the team and everybody. And your lovely family as well. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate that. Really do. Thank you. Really do appreciate it. Can I say one thing? You can. Yep. Yeah. You're Aaron Ramsdale. The Super Kev. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, as a fan growing up, I remember the Great Escape, and I remember this little celebration here. <laughs> you played, you played like a keyboard on someone's hands. Yes. Nathan <laughs> Ellington, maybe I don't know. I can't. I don't want to comment on that. But um, you played a little. You did that little celebration when we stayed up. So um, yeah. I watched That's you nice. Go. Um, thank you very much for everything. No, well. thank you, man. Thank you for, for a little bit of acknowledgement, Aaron. Really appreciate it. And again, we appreciate you, mate. Arsenal's number one. New contract. You deserve it. And let's keep going because you know yeah. what? Imagine you finish second this season. Imagine what it's like when your trophies start coming. Believe me, Aaron. Uh, it's going to be absolutely mental. So we're all ready for you, Aaron. We're all ready for the trophies. Let's get going. <laughs> So are we. So are we. Oh, Fantastic. Can't wait. And look, little Vespa, she loves you so much. We created a gif out of her. Look, saving the oh. day right there, one of our little mascots. And that. Vinny, smash that like button. Vinny, we know don't... you love dogs. We're massive on loving dogs. So take us out, Kev, with the Ramsdales right here. Right. Well, listen, thank you for Aaron and, and, and Papa Nick coming on. Squaddies. <laughs> As Sophie says, you don't get this anywhere else by the Highbury squad. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Keep loving your heart for these boys and the team. One more game to go, and then we go into strengthening the squad. All the best, and at ease, squaddies. At ease. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.